Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, and alien movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston Jordan, as always, but I'm the adult white host. <laughs> <laughs> that was a catastrophe. I'm pretty sure I, I just realized, I'm pretty sure I never actually clearly say the name of the podcast. It's kind of Justice Losers. Welcome to Justice Losers. Back with Dr. Papadini and New Moons Comics. I'm sure I practice it. I guess I didn't That's get the memo that like. we're supposed to leave our marbles uh, in our pockets. <laughs> and then also joined for the... Second time, but it'll be the first time you've heard it. Yes. Yep. Long time, first time. Long time, first time. <laughs> Brendan. Our friend Brendan that we've talked about a lot. And Brendan, you know no, I just punched the shit out of my mic. This is going great. Good start, good start. Yep. That's Brendan. Uh, he is our... Uh, Resident, the only reason we keep him around is because he's really good at cars. Yep. Feel the love. We had a great discussion where he advised me on how to buy a car. Yeah, that's that's how he balanced so. the bikes today was Brendan <laughs> telling Matt how to buy a car. Uh, well, yeah, uh, the reason that's important will come up later when we actually get to the episode's topic. Yep. But for now, Matt, what should we do? Uh, people should like, subscribe, and tell a friend. And I don't remember what I said on the last episode that Facebook got deleted, so let's, let's say Facebook because... I thought we said Facebook last time. But that episode didn't exist. Oh, that's true. It didn't. Yeah. What about so, Twitter? Y'all are on Twitter. Yeah, we, we do. Have, but we, we pick one every week. every week and we kind of cycle oh, through. Okay. So check out our Facebook specifically this week. It's, it's horribly like, uh, disorganized because we don't remember what we've said the past couple weeks. It's so. just awfully multifaceted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're on Facebook. Just Us Losers Pod at Facebook.com. Yep. That. Something like that. That. That's it. That's it from now on. Yep. Yep. Uh, make that joke literally every fucking time. Pretty much. And his voice are cracked. This is going to be a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> I was woken up 15 minutes by, by, before I needed to be somewhere today, so my brain is just kind of frazzled today. All right. And then the the hour prior to this was kind of like a clusterfuck of logistics. Yep. We were supposed to meet at my house, but Andrew's actually filming at the house right now, so Brendan nice. got there before me. My phone died, so I couldn't communicate with either of you. You needed me to pick you up. Yep. It was just a whole clusterfuck. <laughs> I had a lengthy day yesterday, so this yeah. morning was hell. Yep. yep. Brendan as the co-captain, or like the... Hand of the captain. Hand of the captain of the I like Sunderman, it. which is the... I have uh, a pen. Uh, I mentioned that before, actually, that I okay. was the, the weekend after I was uh, on it, or the weekend I was on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like the the terrifying guy in a kilt that you see uh, if you ever watch an OU game in the student section. That's he's, him. He's still got the residual eyes. He does. He, yeah, he I'm, does. I'm looking, you look beautiful. I'm looking oddly fabulous. My eyes, are, <laughs> my eyes are my best feature, and it's something that highlights it is just kind of a weird thing to really have going for me. Uh, but yeah, so Facebook. Um, Matt! Oh, because of the fact that our last episode went haywire, uh, by that I mean it stopped recording ten minutes in, which I'm going to be getting up repeatedly today to check. Yeah, we're going to be a little paranoid about that. Um, Matt, what have you been up to the past two weeks? And be fucking quick about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, I read a couple more issues of Watchmen, and I had a thought about it. You had a thought? That's <laughs> no way to treat Hannah. <laughs> Very good. Um, beat me to it <laughs> no I, I i was i was thinking about it alan moore writes comics the way bach writes music that is such a oh there's so many adjectives to describe the way like what the fuck that sentence was so, like pompous nerdy let's go with just niche just nice simple pretentious does that make <laughs> you know? bach the uh the more of classical music that was a horrible picture Trying to take a picture of Brendan's for smoky Instagram. eyes for Instagram. Uh, 
You know, give, that'll give, work. Give, Let me find the, the right the, filter. This delicious um, Italian sweet cream coffee. <laughs> yeah. Brendan needed caffeine today. Wow, this is just a clusterfuck. <laughs> just talk about your thing. I'll get the so, picture. So the thing, about, the thing about Bach is if you play a Bach piece and you really get into it, you start to realize the thing feels like it was written from the front and the back at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew what all of the notes were going to be before he started writing. And it's just... The, the level of craftsmanship is is incredible. And when you read an Alan Moore comic, you kind of get the same sensation. Like, he's got all these references and ways he connects words in unexpected ways and call-aheads and callbacks and mm-hmm. um, just recurring things. The, it's, it, the level of construction just so far exceeds what most ordinary storytellers can pull off. And it's... Man... I just, I love reading it, but it's hard because I have to sit there and savor it and chew on it because it's so dense. There's so much going on. So dense. It's great. Meaty. Cool. Um, I watched the first four episodes of Jack Ryan all in one day, and then yep. I haven't been able to put myself through anymore because I am not enjoying the second season. Yeah, on the, on the episode that didn't happen... Um... I kind of Spider-Man Far From Home did a little bit. I Oh, man. Shoot. I was going to... I was going to make a verb and call it, you had a bit of a homecoming, but it's not homecoming. It's, it's far from home. Gosh, I had a bit it. of far from home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just the. You splutered down. I splutered down. There we go. <laughs> cool. Yikes. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, the best way to des- describe the way this one doesn't live up to the last one is that uh, first season, you knew the villain uh and it, the mystery was what the villain is doing and right you also enjoyed the villain uh was a right. well-written villain this one you don't know who the villain is and the initial villain spoilers for the next 30 seconds uh you, the initial villain isn't the villain and they reveal a second villain who's also a mislead and they reveal the final villain in like the last five minutes of the show and the initial villain is much more interesting than the second villain, and the second villain is marginally more interesting than the final villain. Yeah. And just the final conclusion is just super disappointing and not interesting. Yeah. And it just, it seems worse written to me. Um, I'm going to rehash briefly a couple of the points I made on our deleted podcast from last week. Um, it just, it doesn't feel like the same Jack Ryan character. He's just a little more brash, a little more um, risk taking i guess and on edge he's not smart there's the the scene where he walks back to his hotel room and the bathtub is running and overflowing and he knows at this point that there are several people unknown who are trying to kill him and so what does he do no he walks into the bathroom and turns the tap off that's the first thing yeah this is not a guy who walks into a trap like that and having him do that just it really took me out of it and not in a good way so I'll get around to finishing it at some point because there's other things like Rick and Morty and BoJack Horseman that I need to get back on. But yeah, not not great. Not yeah. not awful, let's say, but major step down from yeah. a really solid first season. I'm wondering if they're going to get any like course correction for the season three because they have four seasons planned like right. so far. Like they've ordered uh, Amazon just ordered the fourth season. Yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, and I mean I'm still optimistic. There's a lot of talented people involved and john krasinski is a very very sexy man so i'll yep. watch him do pretty much anything yep uh let's see is that everything i said oh i've started watching a little more leonard kenny mm-hmm. um i'm kind of i'm working out how much 
distraction I need to enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's not something I can just sit there and watch and it's the only thing I'm doing and enjoy. Um, But there's sort of a level where I have to be doing something else, but it can't be something too involved Mm because the writing is good enough and intricate enough that you got to be paying some attention. Yeah. And especially when they get in those fast paced, like really quick, uh, like just continuous joke. Yeah. Um, You got to be able to hear those. Yep. To know what's going on. Yeah. Because then if you zone in, like, tune in, like, halfway through those, you're just like, what the fuck are they saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why are they using moist in weird ways? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but I'm getting it balanced out, and I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's yeah. a it's a good background show if calibrated right. Have you gotten to the uh, the harmonized To Be Fairs yet? To no. Be fair. To Be Fair. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to start saying it, you didn't do it. Uh, do you have gotten to any of the To Be Fairs? No. I thought they did that in the first season. To be fair. To I be don't, fair. I don't think so. They all just like kind of go through. They, they harmonize like start like season two, three. They start okay. harmonizing it. I, I might have seen some to be fairs, but I don't yeah. remember any singing. Yeah. Brennan and I do that all the time. I know. It's a, <laughs> it's a bit we both share. I yep. well aware. There's many bits we share. Moving on. Moving Let's on. not even say we didn't. Uh, is that all you've been up to? Uh, let's see. Been watching a little more How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, watched a couple more episodes of Sherlock. Oh, um, like the Ben Batch Cumbernick one. Yeah. Oh. oh, I've been rewatching it with Hannah. Um, because gotcha. she never watched past the first couple episodes, or no, she never watched past season three. Um, so she's wanting Brendan to was super re-watch. super careful about making noise. You like set the cup down and then you like adjusted yourself and you were just like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like punching the fuck out of my mic people, all the time. People like podcast noises, just to a certain extent, not so much me slamming down my mug, and I manly adjust my seat. We're uh, so we're panned, uh, like left, right, and I'm uh, so I'm panned to the right. So in people's right ears, they'll hear just like just absurd sounds coming from me. I'll drink from my Nalgene, which I failed to bring in, or yep. like they'll hear like boop. Uh, Except, no, they won't, because that was in the last episode. Yeah. Fucked. Where I had my thermos, so they hear, boop, as I, like, popped it open and taking drinks. I fucking ate during one of them. So, y'all, basically, you two sound like the voices in my head. Yes. Just one side arguing with the other. We're like a devil and an angel on a shoulder kind of situation. We are the voices in your head, but also, We've just manifested physically for you for this very special day. Yeah, you're actually, like... We're about to hit rock bottom since you're literally like now fully having a conversation with the voices in your head. Great. <laughs> <laughs> this is what grad school does. Yeah, I thought I hit rock bottom a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, so Sherlock. Uh, Sherlock. Um, season one is great, although you can sort of, you can see the strings a little bit in the writing. Um, season two, it makes some weird decisions, but it's still a good show. Um, so I've only watched the first two, and there's three episodes in each of those seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right, because they're like hour and a half, aren't they? Yeah, they're basically movie length. So I just watched the Hound of the Baskervilles one, and I remember really liking the twist they put on it the first time I saw it, and then I didn't this time around. Mm-hmm. Although, in fairness, I was just falling asleep the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, Moriarty has finally shown up. He shows up at the end of the first season, and it's uh, Andrew Scott. Oh! Uh, and he's really good. Alright. He plays the character really well. The, uh, the lesser known brother of Adam Scott. Not the fucking case. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> really not. 
Uh, yeah. So I've probably been up to other stuff, but that's the that's the interesting ones. Cool. What you been up to? Uh. Uh, homework, school, uh, work. Uh, I've been okay. What have I? Uh, what have I actually been up to? I've been keeping up with Titans. Um, Is it still something? Still, still better than the first season. Um, still not high praise. Still, still not. It's, yeah, it's it's still not fantastic. Uh, one thing I've noticed that kind of bothers me is they don't do a great job of making sure you know when they do a flashback. Because uh. you won't unless like unless you like know. Because they'll do they'll do this thing. This whole season is just fat flashback flashbacks, basically. Like they do an episode of like something that's happening, and mm-hmm. they reveal something at the end. Like, oh, I did this, and then the whole next episode is a flashback. But they don't say it. So like the that's... whole episode, I was like, where the fuck did Beast Boy go? Like, where did Gar go? Where did Starfire go? Where the fuck did everyone go? And that's then like true. Robin showed up fighting Deathstroke in his Robin outfit, and I'm like, why are you? I thought you burned that. Where did this come from? What's going on? And then it flashes back forward to the present, and they're like, and that's the story. And I'm like, oh! That's kind of intriguing. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's kind of annoying. Um, it really, like, it needs this. It feels like it can pay off pretty well at the end, but also, like, track record. Probably not. Yeah. Gonna. There's a lot of setup for some really interesting stuff, like uh, inter-character dynamics and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's not perfect. The payoff's not going to be like, oh, that's amazing, made the whole thing worth it. It'd just be like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, we'll take I it. I feel like it's not going to do that either. <laughs> um, you know what else has been setting up a bunch of stuff that may or may not pay off well in the end? Don't. Don't do it. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, Watchmen. <sighs> thought you were going to go see W. No, I thought about it. <laughs> uh, Watchmen, yeah, Watchmen's been happening. Yep, uh, we watched episode three last week. Oh, and tonight's tonight's episode four. Tonight's episode four. We're doing that, right? Yes. Okay, cool. You haven't been watching? No, yeah. I'm I'm the worst about watching things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, uh, just really quick to get through it because we're currently, I believe, at like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna well, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it, it does one of the best payoffs. I think I've ever seen. Yes. Purely on on a on a micro scale of like something that happened throughout the show, mm-hmm. and then something that has to do with the show at a grander scale. Yep. And it was just like it made me so happy when it happened. Yeah. Because as long as you remember what's been happening, like if it would make no sense if you, to if you haven't if you've only seen this episode. Right. Um. But just the way that this episode ties into the very end to the other episodes. Which just made me like jizz. <laughs> it, it was, and it really good. has nothing to do with it so far that we've seen with the actual plot. It's just this weird fucking thing that happened. Yep, uh, I'm sure it'll all tie back together because they, yeah. man, they're setting up so much stuff. They are. Uh, one one concern I had, I mentioned that. Uh, now that now that Lori's here, now that Lori's here, we've got we know where Doctor Manhattan is, we know where Ozymandias is. Also, for the people that didn't fucking catch it. Several like several times where they kind of made it somewhat obvious. There were two times in this episode that they were really fucking face fuck for you with the fact that this guy is Ozymandias. Sincerely, Adrian Vite. And it like zooms in on his face, and then you maybe maybe for some reason you don't know that that's who uh, Ozymandias is. So like ten minutes later, they put him in the Ozymandias outfit, 
And yeah. it's like, fuck's sake, we know that's him. Yeah, that was that was not great. <laughs> that was pretty, that was face-fucking us with information. At the same time, I'm enough of a fan that I don't mind the fan service of seeing him in the yeah. costume. So uh, so we have Ozzy Manning, so we know where Dr. Manning is. That was Lori. Um, she name-drops Night Owl. She name-drops Night Owl. Uh, what? What? Oh, 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 Brendan, ah, get out. Ah, you're fired. Ah, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> We're going to talk about cars now, like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Not to carry this episode without him. Uh, um, and then I am still a believer that we that uh, we can't say for certain that Rorschach is dead dead because Dr. Manhattan's a fucking god and can make us believe that he's dead. But you also mentioned... I, I counter to that point. The original comic, there's no one present at the death of Rorschach aside from Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So... And this this adaptation is clearly taking some steps to be true to um, the both the both the spirit of Alan Moore and the actual details of the comic. Yeah, rather than the movie, they I, that's not something Alan Moore would show us unless he meant it to be literal and absolute. This is Rorschach's death, and that that plays into the themes. His absolutism, um, the absolutism of his morality, is going to lead to his death because he's going to have to get to a point where he has no compromise. That's kind of his whole arc yeah. the whole time is his no compromise is going to run into something that he can't overcome at some point and yeah. it's going to get him destroyed. Given that the show has thus far shown that it wants to be committed to the comic and the spirit of the comic and the meaning of the comic, I don't think that it would resurrect, resurrect Rorschach for a cheap payoff. Yeah. Uh, but the reason we mentioned all these is because I'm concerned that they're going to do some tacky, uh, Minutemen reunion. Like, there's going to be, like, a glory shot of the four of them that are still alive. Yeah. Uh, show, like, showing us that all in costume. Yeah. Which is just going to be tacky, taking away from the heroes that we have in the show yep. for themselves. Which are pretty awesome heroes. Which are pretty, like, this show does an amazing job of making you love the characters right off the bat. We talked about yeah. that with the first episode. Yeah. But every single time someone's introduced, I'm just like, I am fully on fucking board with this person. Just, just the way they they do the blocking whenever Sister Knight's in frame and just sort of her, like, really confident power walk. Yeah. It's, ah, uh, it's just, it feels good to watch. Yeah. And then Looking and, Glass is a really interesting character. Yeah. And, uh, Red scare's yeah. funny. Yep. So, <laughs> all right. Um, that's I, I read or I watched. What the fuck did I? Oh, I played a couple, a little bit of video games. I played Civ, a little bit of Civ this weekend because I right. had some free time. All right. And uh, I'm doing the same thing I always do, fucking going all cultural and just murdering people with art. And I I could tell this game is gonna go a little bit rough because. Out of the first four civilizations I met, three of them have like one of the some of the highest uh, belligerency rates. Mm. So it's like the Mongols, fucking uh-huh. uh, um, Kashmir of uh, where the fuck he's from, Romania. No, like, what he, he always declares war. Um, um, the Aztecs, where you meet them and they're like, "Hey, look, another blood sacrifice for me." I'm like, "Fuck off, <laughs> Jesus." <laughs> um, Napoleon. I have Napoleon in this one. Bloody French. And, like, within the first, like, 15 turns, two wars have been declared. And I'm just like, guys, settle down. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> They've made peace since then. That's good. But that's not going to last because we're still on the BCs. <laughs> yep. You're going to have to kill them with smart. Maybe yep. bludgeon them to death, well, death with a nice decorative statue. Weird thing about Civ Five is if, like, you're smart about researching art stuff, you'll also just tangentially get 
really far in advancement of like just technology like mm-hmm. you'll ignore some branches and i had like i mentioned before i'm gonna have world war ii bombers while they're still sieging with trebuchets just by the nature of what i'm researching for art man i just had a beautiful shot of a trebuchet taking down a world war ii bomber like roland emmerich style with <laughs> big explosions and it's, oh man I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but <laughs> no. <laughs> but Roland Emmerich would do it. I and you know he'd do it in a funny way. I don't know if a trebuchet can shoot 30,000 feet in the air. But Roland Emmerich would do it. He'd, <laughs> he'd bring him down to trebuchet level. Especially at something that's moving like 200 to 300 miles an hour. But but Roland Emmerich would do it, and it would be so fun. Brendan, his his... His claim was not based in fact. You're not going to win this. <laughs> yep, his have, only excuse, his only uh, rationale is just Roland I, Emmerich would do it. I have begun from a false premise, and therefore I can say anything, and it's true. Yeah, there you go. You der- so your any your goal this entire time is for civilization, but not to be civil in the nation. No, I'm going to be super civil. I'm the civil one. I Talk got about Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Belligerent ass. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. All right. Brendan, what have you been up to? Um, well, uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned... plenty of time to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm a graduate student. I'm studying regional and city planning. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a field. <laughs> um, I, I am the worst when it comes to watching shows and mm-hmm. staying up to date in movies. Cause I'm, Which is annoying because one of your best friends is the worst at like allowing someone time to watch it. Carter. We're talking about Carter. Yeah, talking about Carter. Carter's pretty um, bad at that. He's like, have you watched Have you watched Chernobyl yet? Have you watched Chernobyl yet? It's like, sorry, no. I was uh, working my job and also doing grad school and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. He's the yeah. worst at that. <laughs> um, but I have, like, in this year alone, I have watched all of Game of Thrones. This is yep. good. Watched it. Uh, started it, actually, either right before or right after the very last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, watched all of the Lord of the Rings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except not the extended version of return of the king right which is fine of any of the four that you didn't need to watch that one i think is the one you can go with the abridged i feel like i could have gone with the abridged to the first one you honestly. mean the theatrical theatrical whatever yeah um but yeah. do you have yeah. any general thoughts on either or both of those things lord of the rings or game of thrones both, both. either or the uh, preferred game of thrones significantly more really yeah uh i thought i buy it. season eight including season eight actually I mean, Game of Thrones as a whole package is quite good. The difference, I think, personally for me, is between Tolkien style and Martin style. Martin, mm-hmm. I think, is a, is a lot. I like the more raw, more realistic. Mm-hmm. I like that with a lot of things. I like it with music. I like it with movies, pictures, whatever. I'm I'm very much more of the blah kind of in-your-face kind of style stuff. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard the two compared where Martin's writing fantasy as sociology and Tolkien's writing fantasy as mythology. Yes, yep. I, I will. I will stand by that. I did also like how, like I know in the whole Game of Thrones world, there's a lot more, you know, different looking people and creatures mm-hmm. and all of that. But I liked sort of the more, yeah, no, these are all just humans. Some mm-hmm. of them have some really spectacular traits and feats and can do crazy things. Mm-hmm. But it's not like oh oh there's a there's an orc over there and I'm gonna go kill him. It, it's you know I kind of like the more oh, wait, those are actually people in that battle. It's not yeah. a horde of orcs and a horde of dwarves running towards them. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm, I'm more of the... Was that, a, was that a comment about the Battle of the Five Armies? That, okay. Get I've the actually, fuck out of here with no, that. I've actually seen that movie. 
Why? Saw it in twenty thirteen or fourteen. Whenever, uh, whenever it, it was out, in like, theaters. Uh, okay, well, either way, no, I saw it. we didn't talk about it. I saw it whenever it came out because yeah. my friends dragged it, dragged me there. Yeah, oh, was, boy. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's all right. We don't like to talk about it very much. Yes, we do. So, you know how, like, the Battle of Five Armies is, like, it's just, in the, in the book, it's like this little two-page thing. Why did they have to blow it up into this giant, massive CGI monstrosity of a battle with, what about those giant worm things? I will tell that, you exactly why. Because I started a game, uh, not one Game of Thrones, but I also started uh, Stranger Things. <gasps> In the last what? couple of weeks, uh, Emily and I are watching it together. I pretty much any new show I'm going to be watching with Emily, mm-hmm. which infuriates Carter. I know because she and I both work jobs and we both watch mm-hmm. stuff in the evening, so it's like two or three episodes, yeah. right? Couple, you know, right? Uh, but almost done with season two. How you thinking? I love it. Good. Yeah, you're a normal human being. Yeah, my Up to uh, a point. My uh, vaporwave and '80s vibes have been going through the roof. Oh yeah, it is fantastic in that regard. Yep. Um, so, yeah, been doing that. Some video games. Uh, trying my hand at writing as well. Yeah. Yeah. You still haven't talked to each other about. Well, yeah, that. we should yeah, really no. talk about I, writing stuff. I'm very intrigued by the yeah. basic premise that Preston gave. I me. am still very much in the uh, planning process. Oh yeah. yes, I I have my my fantasy epic in my head that I started planning when I was about 11, and intend to keep planning till i'm about 51 but that's a benefit of dming i can kind of like like play test some of my ideas right yeah. and and stuff like i I, <laughs> I would love to play test my ideas but i still need to come up with like an actual like further the plot i've yeah. come up with history i've come up with people and places yeah. start yeah that's the I mean, best I've, way to start i've been working on a map i might scrap it i don't know Oh yeah, that's, my map going, is normal. Too. It's normal, I know. Yeah. My oh, map yeah. has changed. I, my my D and D world is like this is the fourth iteration of that world. Um, not not even including the first campaign. Like this is the fourth fourth iteration of this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a yeah. No, that's really all I've been up to. I mean, at all the football games, yeah. I've really I've had to take a break from a lot of car stuff. Just money and time and in fact, like your car, your old car shot the bed hard. Hard, then, hard, 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 hard. And then this one shat the bed a couple times. Yeah, once. And you're... I thought you had another moment with it where you were like, fuck, 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 fuck. I mean... You just got it from the repair shop, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought you had another one before that. I don't know. Well, you had to deal with putting the fucking interior in. Oh, yeah, the headliner, which I'm boring. I'm probably going to just buy a new headliner yeah. entirely. <laughs> and too bothered by all, like, the tiny little cuts in it. Yeah, very yeah. much so. So Jesus. <laughs> that scared me. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, news. Want to fly through some news? All right. Let's start with some Star Wars news. Um, uh, D&D dudes. Oh, I mean, they're out. They're yep. officially off their Star Wars project. And even further, Star Wars movies will be on hiatus following Rise of Skywalker. Yep, we knew that one. Probably for the best. Yeah. Um, my theory on the D&D thing is... Uh, they're pricks. They're, well... Partly. Disney has the most... Disney is one of the most spineless entertainment, entertainment companies I can think of. Um, they are the most susceptible to fan backlash. Well, they also have the most carefully cultured image that they've worked so hard to preserve and protect. I mean, the thing is, like, noticing this, like, backlash, like, this, the, their susceptibility to backlash and just bending to the will of the fans mm-hmm. means that they're not being very careful about what they put out. Also, 
fans can suck a dick because you're going to upset 50% of the fans with one thing, and then if you do it the other way, you're going to upset the other 50%. Just fucking commit to what you're doing, and people will come around. There's a, there's a knowing, great video. Knowing Disney, though, I, I would not be surprised if any of if any of that was, or if all of that actually was planned. If they intentionally planned to say things, do things, like you said, very, mm-hmm. very, very cultured yeah. image. I wouldn't put it past them to just like have this weird mastermind kind of thing going on of we plant this one seed here and it goes onward. I I wouldn't. This is this is the place. This is the place that infuses smells into their parks to make you feel happier. And that's a that's yeah yeah. Would you really put it past them? No, I wouldn't put it past them, but I also wouldn't give them like that much credit when it comes to like a broader scale, like. There's, okay, so the smells things is, like, more of a psychology, like, effect thing you can do. This one's, like, putting a seed and counting on an entire, like, world to go a certain way. You mean, like, making one small theme park in California, making it explode into an organization worth billions and billions and billions of well, dollars? I didn't mean to do that. Walt Disney did not intend on buying fucking Lucasfilms, probably because it wasn't around when he made Disney, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so, like, uh, I think that this was all another, like, thing of backlash where everyone lost their shit about eight and then they just like waited a little bit before letting D go um they also might not have realized that D were such bad writers yeah um and i think it's good that star wars is going to go on hiatus because they're gonna they're really oversaturating the market we've talked about this extensively before. yeah we'll get some we'll get some shows through disney plus which yeah. ooh, first episode of mandalorian is going to be on tuesday Oh, it is! Yeah. Have you bought the subscription? Not yet. I will do it today. Okay. Um, other note uh, related to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. vaguely. Uh, I My theory is, I, or my theory or my suggestion to Warner Media, I believe, is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there don't seem, we haven't seen any, hey, we're going to do a new show on Disney Plus, uh, like live action shows. But then they, like, they also announced that HBO Max is going to be uh, doing some DC Universe... They're going to be uh, sponsoring and producing DC Universe movies and shows, starting with Green Lantern Show. Yeah, Live action. So, hold on. For someone who's really as bad as me, yeah. what is HBO Max? HBO Max is essentially a streaming service of HBO. I thought HBO was a streaming service. It's though. not a streaming service. It's a, it's a channel. Like, it's a paid channel. That's weird. I hate I this planet sometimes. That's fucking stupid. Distinctions. It's, it's just it's just money grabby. Yep. But I think this is like I think Warner Media is going to be leaning on HBO Max for all of the Warner Media stuff. Because um, okay. okay. they own HBO. Um, so I think that's where they're going to be moving all of their movie, the live action stuff, and then DC Universe is going to be more animated, kid, street, uh, social media, uh, marketplace, and then heavily leaning on its comics because it's doing what it said it was going to do. Where every single comic up to a year ago is on that. Right. Which is a lot of comics. Um, but, unfortunately, the person who's producing the show is the person that's pretty much responsible for the CW stuff. Greg Berlanti. Greg. Take a bow, Greg. Berlanti. Take a bow off a cliff, please, Greg. I can see the hate growing in your eyes. Oh, it's you just haven't seen it. It's been like, there for a while. God, I, th- I swear I saw your eyelids like turning red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun. If I'm if I'm ever like Preston's just a little too upbeat today, I'll find some CW news. For I'm gonna him. get a blow up doll and put his face on it, 
and then no like for your birthday or something have that like spring load out of a closet or something <sighs> you you want to kill me <laughs> <laughs> i want to see how fast you can react i almost said fastly no oh, fastly i can react very bigly fastly kind of reaction exactly yeah no i just here's the caffeine I hate the CW so much, and everyone knows it. And anyone that tries to, do, it's I know crazy. It, you know it. Everyone knows it. Huh? What? <laughs> I know it. You know it. Everyone knows Your it. Your hatred for them is huge, <laughs> tremendous, um, even. It. I, I have had people try to convince me that HBO is or that not HBO that uh, CW is okay, but boy, am I able to shut that shit down quickly. Yep. Because I'm. It's all based in fact. Neutral and relatively uh, outside. Re- neutral and relatively outside observer uh i watched the first half of the first season of arrow which is apparently regarded as some of the best cw out there and it was awful not cw best of the arrowverse stuff arrowverse stuff because like um supernatural is actually oh yeah natural pretty good yeah okay uh, smallville is pretty okay okay yeah so arrowverse arrowverse yeah, yeah. and it was not good I-, I suppose i should probably clarify that i hate the arrowverse okay but I hate the CW for continuing the Arrowverse. Yep. And leaning on it so heavily. Yep. So, moving on. Moving on. You now know that some, I'm depressed. You know something else you hate? God damn it. Fantastic Beasts. Fuck everything. <laughs> That's right. They're starting filming. Uh, Yeah. They're yeah. scheduled to start filming in the spring, which means J.K. Rowling had better hurry up and finish that script. Wait, you mean she should probably hurry up? J.K. Rowling better hurry up and read through Twitter to see fan theories that she can satisfy. They have hired a second writer, I think, to kind of rein her in. It's just yeah. another person to go through Twitter and find no, more that, fan no. theories. That is some very much starved college student who is getting paid, I think, probably 10 bucks an hour for 30-hour shifts to go through all of Twitter, write down everything, and then look like... A, Look like some psychopath, like with red string on the wall. Yeah, or something. Like all these fan theories can connect. If I can do this with this and this, I can make the world perfect. No, see, the thing is, she wouldn't do that because that would make all those fan theories connect. Like, because if she like spent that much time trying to make fan theories connect, then she wouldn't have fucking McGonagall teaching at Hogwarts about eight years before she was goddamn born. Wait, that really? In the Fantastic Beasts 2, there's a flashback, and McGonagall makes an appearance in it. And if you look at the years of the movie, and also they give you a year that she started school in the books, and you go back to when she was born, the movie that you saw her teaching eight years before she was actually born. Well, fuck me, that's bad. Yeah, J.K. Rowling is is fucking stupid. That's just sloppy. Well, I know, because I know actually she's spent, um, like she built the entire world before she started actually writing it. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm surprised she could make that much of a mistake. Once the Fantastic Beast movie started, she just, like, well, I mean, once the last movie came out, honestly, before the last movie came out, she started going for, like, ally cookies, where she was just like, oh yeah, Dumbledore's gay, never says she's not, or never says he's not. Uh, Hermione's a, black never says she's not except the, it literally does in the text does it say it she's, says she says she's just white yeah uh because people are like oh Hermione could be black like Hermione's a metaphor for like black people and she's like haha yes that is it but no um and then just all this fan service that's why I like Martin Martin doesn't do fan service nope 
Yep. D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D D some of us could probably fuck all of that up immediately. I, I don't test him. He no, is a vengeful god. He I tells me all his plans. No, I know. He has no, laid I mean, you. I mean, like doing something very stupid or irrational. <laughs> that, like, if something bad's happening, well, better go jump off a cliff and roll to jump <laughs> off. And well, they're got up. Uh, how do I, uh... dude? Even in one of your like side, like in the last session, this is a super side thing. Uh, for all the character arcs, I typically we go into a different room and then like I'll do a one on one thing, and what? I just thought of an extra bit of news. I don't know if you were going to get to it or not, but uh, but in one of their on the sides, the they mentioned that they wanted to burn something, which is fucking fully on brand with the whole group. Nah. They were just like, "Is there any fire in here?" I'm like, "Don't, don't start this. No, <laughs> we start the fire." Yeah, I mean, literally. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. We're I'm sidetracking yeah. so hard. Well, I got a couple minutes. more things, but hit your news. The Thrones spinoff. Uh, the thing oh, yeah. The Age of Heroes, Naomi Watts, uh, that one's been canned. Yep. yep. The, yeah, the... yeah, a lot of D&D, a lot of Game of Thrones related stuff. Yeah, so that one was canned. But what are the other D&D things that have been Right, yeah. Um, that one was canned, but we got a title for the the Targaryen one. I don't remember what it's, it's called. Like House Targaryen, isn't it? I thought it was like... That one I'm hyped for. I am really hyped for that. Age, Age of Heroes, like, yeah, there's some cool stuff in it, but to me that one's like the most sort of a bit more of the most generic fantasy kind like of stuff. That was like the Builder, right? That was like Yeah, that was like the original building of the wall. It would get a little more mythological, a little less sociological. Well, yeah, and I think, well, okay, Long Night, Age of Heroes, Age of Heroes goes pretty much all the way up to Targaryen Conquest. Right. So, I mean, for a lot of that stuff, it's this night here and this night here. Yeah. You know, I think that would get kind of tiresome. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of be like listening to the Silmarillion audiobook. That, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Like, you can't do a movie on the Silmarillion because it's just like, oh, and this kind of happened over the course of like 48 years. And then this happened over the course of 217 years. Right. And, and there's, there's a lot of stuff I know that the show completely left out that could play massive, massive roles in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, 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 Go ahead. I'm forgetting the name of the house. Targaryen? No. Stark? No. <laughs> they are a really, really, really small house. Oh. Went. Uh, no. Um, Rain. The... No. Starfall. Or uh, Dane. Yes, yeah. Dane. Hey! Danes. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Um, Starfall? The, yeah. They live at Starfall. Oh, okay. Uh, their sword, Dawn. Yeah. Is, base, is most likely Azor Ahai, like somehow related to that. And yeah. It's. I've heard bits of that. Yeah. It's very interesting, and I'm like, I, I want to actually start reading the books. I've read, I've read every single thing about the books, different things, and yep. all that, but I haven't gotten to read them. I don't have. Do you have I, them? No, not yet. I can lend them to you. No, I want to. I just want to. I want to buy the whole set. Gotcha. I'm gonna go. If yeah. I go with something, I that's go big. A, before I need you to get start, back to those. before you start writing, that's a really good one to read. Have you read Lord of the Rings? No. You should read Lord of the Rings too. I want I, to read a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. There's a book I've been wanting to read for like a year and a half. It's called uh, What Einstein Told His Cook, and it's all about food science that mm. I haven't been able to get to. Mm. And I have about 200 books on my shelf that are unread, but I'm like, it's on my list. One thing that would be actually, I, th- I just thought about this, the reason I kind of did my little, uh, oh, thought thing, mm-hmm. um, is if they do a movie or a show that's based in the Silmarillion, so like, 
early Silmarillion because we know that the Amazon th- uh, the Amazon thing is going to be Second Age, which right. is covered in Silmarillion, right? Yes. Yeah. So like later, so that's later. So yeah. the early thing, it's like you take a section of like maybe the three elf families, like the three elf brothers, mm-hmm. follow one of them, but it's like an old man just kind of telling his kid about it, mm-hmm. but he like doesn't exactly remember the war very well. Mm-hmm. So like you have these kind of moments where it's like something happens, something happens, something happens, but that one doesn't make sense. And then it kind of continues and you realize like it, it continues in a way where it went off track so much that it starts to go like things get really weird. And he's like, no, that doesn't make sense. That person wouldn't be here. And then it like backtracks. Huh? Like at the end of episode, he's like, wait, no, that person isn't alive yet. Hang on a second. And then it backtracks in the next episode of him going back to that original thing. Interesting. Where he remembered correctly. That feels, that feels kind of Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yes! <laughs> if there's any director I strive to be, it would be Guy Ritchie. It's a weird model to have, but okay. Yes! <laughs> Are the uh, three elf families Snap, Crackle, and Pop? God, fuck you. No, it's the Keebler elves. <laughs> no, Snap, Crackle, and Pop are also elves. I know. And there's three of them. I know. But then I was said, But no, they're it's one not... family. So Snap, Crackle, and Pop are the, are the three brothers of one family. Yeah. Snapus, Crackus, Popus. Well, I mean, except they're, they're elvish names, so it'd be like snap uh snap crackle or snapple snap fidel snap fidel uh that one just like ripping cigars with a giant mustache cracky l who the fuck's hair is this oh it's probably hannah's what it'd be attached to my laptop bag it wasn't it was on my pants oh it's blonde Hmm. it's not mine no it's gray it's my mom's oh uh i kind of had a little bit of a yep Preston loves hair. I hate hair so much. Remember the uh, picture of the stairs covered in hair? The stairs. Uh, a stair. Moving a on, stair. Please. All covered in hair. Yeah, rest of the news. Rest of the news. Rest and of the news. Uh, no Time to Die is officially the most expensive Bond movie ever made. Oh, yeah, Two hundred fifty million dollar. Oh yeah. Price tag. Forgot about that. Have, have you heard? Have you heard my theory? Nope. I'm like ninety five percent sure it's going to be about time travel. Makes sense. See, because fucking you thought about it for like three seconds. There's no way that you know his whole theory about that. No, I mean I something about much. okay. They're kind of running dry on ideas, or if Daniel Craig really hates being Bond that much, then they'll probably write something to yeah. have as little screen time of him as possible. Well, they're they're doing they're doing weirder stuff. Um, they've what, uh, explicitly said they're going back to kind of a campier, more '60s '70s Bond feel. What James Bond? What what actors are still alive? I know Connery's still alive. Connery's still alive. Brosnan's, uh, Brosnan's still, still alive. Brosnan. Uh, um, Sir Roger Moore passed. Um, Timothy Dalton's alive. Um, also known as the Bloody Bond. <laughs> uh, Lazenby's dead, right? I want to say so. Yeah. I wonder. This could be like a good opportunity for them to like pursue that idea that james bond is just the name that gets passed from double up to 007 mm-hmm. and they can I mean, go back and they can do something well like that's not an official thing in canon but that's like a pretty broadly accepted thing but like they could make that canon and be like oh yeah like time travel and then you go back it goes back to 1970 that was the first james bond right uh, no early 60s early yeah. 62 goes back Dr. to like no. 62 63 and then there's like or like goes to 19 like goes to 1970 and then there's sean connery older mm-hmm. sean connery Actually, if you want to go with the books it'd be in the 30s or 20s because yeah. i know he drives a, a a bentley yeah so you could go so that came out in the 60s and is so that's 40 years 50 years later so you go back to the 1980s when sean connery is that age from when he filmed. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. To go back to the distance from when the movie yeah. took place. I will also say, who knows if Sean Connery will want to do it because he is he's pushing it in years. Well, no, that's why you go to like the time when he's that age. When that no, I mean like age. if he actually wants to do the movie or not. Yeah, I mean he wouldn't have to do much. Right. He'd get a he'd get it's a totally... fat paycheck for just sitting around going, oh, I remember when I fucked. But this would person. he really want to do that though? Hmm. I would. I, I don't really think CGI. He's... They could. They could uh, have his likeness. And did you hear they're bringing back James Dean's likeness for a Vietnam yes, movie? I, did. I saw the Onion article about that that said, uh, "Oh God, Oh God, no, 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 no!" Uh, was the screams of James Dean in heaven as his as he slowly dissipated as uh, they recreated his likeness. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh God! No! No! Yep. I'm I'm mad. I have a half written short story about this very premise. Not mm-hmm. James Dean, but like it's like 50 years in the future where there's actors are just they sell their likeness basically. Mm-hmm. And then, um, just movies have fully CGI actors. Yeah. Um, and I wish I'd finished that and tried to publish it before now. Would a fully CGI actor just be an animated movie? That's the question. Yeah. Does Lion yeah. King, the Lion King remake, count as an animated movie? Yeah. All it's right. It's an animated movie. There's no. If it, if that was a true live action, I would feel so sorry for the crew and the thousands of people that would have been killed in the process. Flashback to the movie Roar. Yeah. Oh. Where Cameron was scalped by a fucking tiger and like there was like what three full death casualties from something like that. It was like a, it was a movie with wild like where they actually had wild animals on set. How many people were injured if not killed making Apocalypse Now? A uh, few. And they I used think. like then they use like their actual like dead bodies. Oh no! They had no. They, uh, they, had oh, that was, like, they strung interns. up uh, production assistants yeah. and interns as to double as dead bodies. Yeah, and they like buried them or something. They uh, dropped them into water. Uh huh. Um, no. Fucking crazy. Okay. Okay. Uh, I do have uh, two more things briefly. Two trailers. We got a first trailer for Soul, the next Pixar movie yes! after Onward. Um, looks fucking exactly like Inside Out. Looks a lot like Inside Out, but it's got jazz music. So does I like jazz? So it's, it's a, a good sign. Inside Out Land, Inside Out La La Land, La La Land, Inside Out. In Some Slow just Lay, just Lowell stop, Land, please. Lowell. We also got a first trailer for The Invisible Man. I heard about that. I have actually. not seen it. It looks really good. Um, it's uh, a Elizabeth low, Elizabeth low budget for uh for a. Yeah, it's Actor. only like five million dollars or something. What was the one that they that was the fucking thing where um, Kevin Bacon got injected with some medicine or something that made him go invisible? That was the Invisible Man. Was that Invisible Man movie? But like, it wasn't like based on the H.G. Wells. No, loosely. Loose. It was loosely. Yeah. Oh, because then I saw him get thrown through an elevator shaft or some shit. I don't know. Never saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this one looks really good. It's uh, Elizabeth Moss is going to be the main character. Um, not the Invisible Man, but the character we follow. Does she point to, to point to civilization? Uh, Does she gather anything? I hate myself so much. Uh, uh, Does she ever get starred in the Rolling Stones? Uh, Where's the Bratwurst, aren't we? Huh? Where's the Bratwurst, aren't we? Alright, I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> oh, my cord. <laughs> You're trapped. You are trapped, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Brendan. Yes. Yes, young Thighwalker. Before we get into the actual topic of the episode. Uh-huh. I'm about 30 to, minutes in? I want to, huh? Like 30 minutes in? 40, 47. Good God. Yeah. Tangents go long. Uh, so, I want to rapid fire. Actually, Matt's still not back yet. He's right there. Uh, 
I'm just gonna let him sneak in. Can I finish talking about the, the Invisible Man trailer? Oh, sure, go for it. Because I've... Y'all should, like... <laughs> you sp- fucking got up and left. Y'all should just, on. like, split it off yeah. into news episodes and... Um, so... If we had enough fans that started getting income from that, then maybe. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss, uh, she's in a relationship with uh, an abusive sociopath, but then he dies. Good. Except he doesn't really die. He comes back as the Invisible Man and is basically gaslighting her. And trying to make her think she's crazy. And um, it looks like a great modern update of the Invisible Man idea. And Elizabeth Moss is probably my favorite actress. So, I'm hyped. Cool. It's also Blumhouse. Yes! And they're good, good at they're good at low-budget horror. Yes, they are. So, I'm, I'm optimistic. Low-budget yeah. horror is always best horror. Usually, Sometimes. yeah. Usually. So, you said you have rapid-fire questions for me. Yes. yes. So, we are going to throw several movie... Or, so, this movie is about... Car movies. This movie. This episode's about car movies. Uh, yeah. Primarily, we're going to focus on the Ford versus Ferrari story because which you, I have prepped excessively researched that. And this is the reason we're having uh, Brendan on is because he is the resident car guy that can fucking out car anybody in our group or anybody I know directly. Mm-hmm. Carter can do a lot of uh, very weird, very obscure things, but for the most part, I'm the yeah. You're the person that can hear a car drive by. And tell us exactly what makes that car. You can do that too, but... Okay. Anyway. It's called counting with your ears. uh Uh-huh. It's called counting with your ears. So we're going to throw several (laughs) movies at you. Okay. Before we get into the Ford vs. Ferrari thing. And I want you to give us a two to three sentence, like, opinion on, like, both kind of what you thought of the movie in general and also, like accuracy of how cars fucking work okay uh so we'll start off with rush yeah let's do rush uh rush really really like they actually paid attention to the cars themselves uh however they definitely glossed over several things Uh, it's focused on Nikki lauda and james hunt in the mainly the 1976 formula one world championship um cars and everything perfect Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematography of the cars, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the crash that, no, spoiler alert. What? Actually, no, sorry. Is it really spoiler no, history? not so much. Okay, no. yeah. <laughs> like, the uh, Nicky Lauda's crash at the Nürburgring. It's like watching a movie about Nixon and he gets, uh, like, starts to get impeached. I didn't know he was like, going to get impeached. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that, that crash was actually recreated frame by frame. Mm. Uh, so the, the story behind it's really, really good. But, you know, there's some things that are a glaring mistake, like James Hunt and Nikki Lauda didn't hate each other. They were actually roommates and best friends mm-hmm. uh, and even beyond the racing careers and all that. And gotcha. that was the only year James Hunt world won a world championship. Nikki Lauda went on to win two more after that mm-hmm. while missing an ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of his face has been was burned off and he died actually earlier this year. Oh. Uh, he, I remember he had, saying that. I remember yeah, he had that. some complications with pneumonia, uh, but he was. He, oh, that's how he dies. Fucking pneumonia. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he was, and he was still like I think the non-executive head of Mercedes Formula One hmm. up until his death. Yeah, cool. Dude never stopped. He also ran an airline. Oh, huh? fucking rich ass dude. It's also just a good movie. Hans Zimmer score, Ron Howard directing, Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth, oh, Daniel Brühl, yeah, um, it, Natalie Dormer's it was, in it. It was a stacked, stacked movie. Yeah, also. it just it's fun. Yeah. Drive. Drive is that the Ryan Gosling movie? Yep. Yeah, a uh, little campy, a little hokey, but still kind of captures a cool aesthetic of like you know the lone driver in a way. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, 
Oh, uh, Fast and Furious. We have to. Uh, yeah, no, that one's kind of unavoid- unavoidable. Um, <laughs> really and truly, just stick to the first three. Those are the most car-centered movies, and they are horrifyingly inaccurate. <laughs> uh, what I like to hear. Well, and even the guy who their on-screen advisor and builder for all the cars, he has come out and said, like, there were thousands of times I had to tell the directors, no, you can't do this, that can't happen. Yeah. Or, like, changing stuff up in the script because... Like, um, when racing really fast, the fucking floorboard comes up? Yeah, no, danger to man That's full floorboard. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Um, there's a line where uh, Brian goes into the into a parts store and or no he's getting interrogated and he says something about a motec exhaust motec doesn't make exhaust they make electronics <laughs> for cars it's like Meh. so yeah first three oh, movies are there's really interesting like very specific inaccuracy that could have avoided yeah oh yeah no there That's there were several things um I just don't care yeah there's all kinds of stuff and if you gave me a lot of caffeine and a lot of liquor then i could probably go on, an own, on my own episode about that mm-hmm. Um, do a booze and we're gonna kind of possibly do a booze and booze for that booze and booze all right um Marathon but so booze yeah. and booze watch all however many there will be at that point yeah. 19 probably by the time we get to it so first three fast and furious movies basically like the rocky horror picture show of car movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can't be but people love them still yep uh beyond that if they're really just, they're just action, action movies. movies that happen to feature some cars yeah yeah and really once you get really the last I'd say entertaining one truly was, uh, I think five. Mm. That okay. was Tokyo Drift, wasn't it? No, no. Oh. Tokyo Drift was three. However, oh. in the time sequence, I think it's seven or eight. Oh yeah, there's like a whole. Yeah, it's yeah. it's bizarre. Yeah. But uh, are there any like points in those movies that were like you kind of watch it like, oh, that's actually like pretty impressive that that's accurate. Like just like a little tidbit, if they say something, you're like, "That's a really specific accuracy." I am incredibly pessimistic when it comes to car movies, <laughs> just because it, it's it's very hard to get someone in Hollywood to understand. No, you can't drift a front wheel drive car. No, that doesn't <laughs> fucking sound like that. Yeah, Not uh, that. Uh, yeah. one of the most egregious things happens in actually my favorite movie, uh, Pulp Fiction, the accurate NSX that the wolf drives up in. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarantino overlay the sound of a V8 wherever it's actually a V6 and it sounds nothing like that mm-hmm. um, it, it's just very much like a, you know instead of like oh boy I get to see all this it's alright what did they fuck up it's me what watching if... DC movies yeah no exactly yeah. It's that, that's pretty much me so and I... it's like a flip of us like when you watch a DC movie you're like oh that was kind of cool I'm like fucking who was that yeah, and, and, and why were they wearing that costume and in all honesty <laughs> car movies usually do a better job than car TV shows Car TV shows, because they're meant more for a broad audience, potentially, mm-hmm. they dumb things down and they water it down so much where it's just like, this has got a motor, it's got power to it. I'm like, um, could have specified some details about that a little bit more there, but yeah. But, yeah. Um, Christine? Christine. Uh, is that Stephen King? Yeah, Stephen King killer car. I've actually seen that car in person. Oh, I have uh, Peterson Automotive Museum. I saw the Batmobile. I saw yeah, I Herbie Fully Load. Uh, nice. The, yeah. Uh, Wait, which Batmobile though? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I think it was one in the eighties. Yeah, I think think so. But uh, also saw Tom Selleck's Ferrari. Nice. Searched it for mustache hairs. <laughs> See if I could have gained the powers. Um, you can clone him. Christine's cool. It, it's it's just you know it's a horror movie that happens to feature a. You don't understand how large that car is until you're like I don't know if it would actually fit in this room or not. Oh wow! Like it's at least twenty feet long. I swear. Holy shit! Jeez. Yeah. 
That's impressive. They're they're units. All right. Um, this one's a little bit weird. One, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it, like from a car perspective. Cars. Cars. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's some weird accuracies with it. Two and three, I'm gonna throw out the window. I'm just gonna stick with the first oh, I one, even please. Seen the okay. <laughs> yeah. First one, I love, and okay. a lot of car people love the movie just because it's it's such a different take. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, Herbie. Oh, it's a car that happens to be sentient but you know it's not talking at all right and there aren't any human characters in it so it's it does capture quite a few things of like you know what kind of makes cars cool and it mm-hmm. and all of the cars in it are really entertaining what makes cars cool mater God. <laughs> the best one that exists like, like um uh doc hudson yeah. yeah the hudson hornet was actually an ass car in uh the 50s and okay. like that yeah, was so like little references right and, and it was also voiced by paul newman who was an incredibly talented racing driver and actor huh. uh yeah. in fact he also loved rolexes there's a his specific rolex there's a daytona people call it the paul newman daytona his personal one actually sold recently for 17 million dollars fuck's sake That's yeah an expensive watch. um so it's the, the most expensive ever um uh also in like one of the last scenes they pay a lot of attention to weird things like Guido and uh, Luigi. They're huge Ferrari fans. Mm-hmm. So at the very end, they have oh, a real Michael Schumacher Ferrari. And it was voiced by Michael Schumacher, who was <laughs> who is the most successful Formula One driver of all time. Uh, Ex-Ferrari driver. They actually got him in to do that. Yeah, For the fun. other movies, uh, later on, they have like, you know, Max Schnell and I think of a couple other people who, you know, in the German, in like the German dub version of the movie... It's voiced by Sebastian Vettel, who is another Formula One driver who's mm-hmm. uh, in the British version, it's or English version, what am I saying? It's voiced by Lewis Hamilton, who is an incredibly talented, most successful current driver. Um, so they, huh. they pay a lot That's of attention. really cool. I didn't know I any like of that. Yeah, no, if you really dig into it, there's a lot of things in there. Like, look at Sally's Tramp Stamp, for example, in the movie. It's, it's just like a little oh, art, okay. arts, artsy thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's hidden in the show. However, once she's actually driving, it gets revealed. That's because that model Porsche has a spoiler that it lifts up at speed. Oh. And that's the only way you can see under there. Wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, no, they pay attention to details. The whole, like, you know, turn right to go left uh-huh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a real I, thing? Yeah, no, that is a technique. That's Holy drift, shit. That's countersteering. It's drifting. That, it still doesn't make sense to me as an engineer that doesn't drive. I can I show you. Drive, but... Well, I mean, I can't show you in my car. It's front-wheel drive, but... Oh. Go Pixar. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, last one, Herbie. Herbie? Okay. <laughs> I've I've seen only a couple of them. Uh, There's if, more than two? Yeah. I just know Herbie they, and Herbie fully loaded. Geez. Herbie is kind of like Black Sabbath uh, in that, you know, the first couple, it's like, yeah, this is great. And then it goes on a really, really bizarre tangent when no one from the original cast is actually there. Yep. And then it gets Wasn't like it one kind of She was originally? in the last one. Oh, she wasn't. Oh, yeah. so I did see the last one. Right, that was yeah. the very last. The first one's from like the sixties. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, if you watch the first one, as campy as cheesy and weird as it is, it has so many different lines that perfectly explain car culture. Interesting. That, like, you know, he says, I forget his name. He's the kind of fat, chubby mechanic or whatever. Who's I don't know. He he ha- he's supposed to be the comic relief mm-hmm. for it all. And he just kind of mentioned stuff like, you know, even if it doesn't actually have a soul, like, you know, if it's not actually alive, you know, all the car, all these cars actually have kind of their own soul, their own personalities. And that's what kind of brings us into them. 
and makes us more attracted to vehicles in a certain way. They each play to our different traits kind of uh, thing. So I was going to make a joke about being attracted to cars, but your words have touched me and I'm going to retract you. it. It's a very philosophical movie Interesting. in a way. If you pay attention, that's to the right not things. at all what I was expecting a reaction to be. Yeah, we need a really a, a fucking car movie that really pisses them off. Need for Speed. Oh, I didn't mention Need for Speed. Yeah, I watched it. I had a few things to drink and I fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> the cars that they actually featured in it are amazing. Koenigseggs, Bugattis, all that. It's really really cool. Um, the car that he's driving, the Mustang. Actually, we'll get tied into what I'm going to talk about with Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. okay. Uh. Did you see Baby Driver? That is the one I've been wanting to see forever, and I just I can never find the time or the ability to actually I see it. Everything I've heard about it, though, it's like the driving it's, itself is spectacular. The soundtrack's really cool. Yeah. I know. I think the, of the ones we mentioned, that one's the one that has least to do with the actual cars. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mostly about the driving itself. Yeah. Because yeah. he just drives like a fucking Subaru. Like a Subaru. Yeah. WRX that was converted to rear wheel drive, and he. I want to say like it was... It's a three-wheel drive. I'm like, oh, what's the one-wheel? It's like, I can't do it. Uh, there are three-wheel cars. Well, I know there's three-wheel cars, but yeah. like a four-wheel car that has three-wheel drive. Oh, no, no, just no. like one, fr- like your front driver's side wheel is just like fucking useless. I mean, <laughs> it happens when something breaks. <laughs> All uh, right. Um, okay. Are there any other car movies that you have something you can say about briefly that we haven't mentioned? Hmm. I asked Carter about it earlier, so I could surprise you with this like bit, but... I mean, like, if you want to go with historical movies, um, I'll say Bullet is just famous for its car chase. Of course. Um, Of course. The rest of the movie is drier than hell. Yeah. Steve McQueen's awesome. I love him to death, but, you know, it's just, it's cool for the car chase. And even then, Ford has milked the shit out of that car. Yeah. Yeah. They've come out with, I think, three different Bullet Edition Mustangs, one of which came out last year. Of course. Um, Still releasing it? God damn. Yeah. Milking that shit. They will be for the that rest of our natural like lifespan. 50s, didn't 60s. It? And 50s. Steve McQueen's been dead since I think the 70s or yeah. early 80s. Yep. So uh, there's that. Another Steve McQueen movie is Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Uh, very difficult to actually film. Very gorgeous movie. Very avant garde 70s. Just kind of like pacing it, pacing it. Really get into the face of the actual racing. And that's also related to Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another one I want to say is Grand Prix 1966. Okay. Uh, very innovative for the time. Pretty lengthy movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, great racing in it. Star is from here in Norman. His name's uh, oh. James Garner. Oh. Went to Norman High School. Got kicked out of Norman High School. Nice. Wow, uh, they actually kicked people. No, I'm not going to get into that. That was that was about to be a very pointed and direct insult at just the entire school. I, w- I went to the rival school. Yeah. And basically... I don't. Your school didn't exist yet. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and also, it was it was also a different school building from the one I went to. My so. school's for the rich white people that do heroin, and then no, your school's it's called your your school is called Wealth Gap High School. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> for, for all the rich kids across the street from a trailer park. Yeah, it is across the street from a trailer park. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, that one's a great movie. It really highlights the, a lot of the danger. Mm-hmm. Of the two, uh, the last race is at Monza in Monza's old configuration, which had a banked, like a banked oval inside of the racetrack that you had to do a really weird lap on. Hmm. It was, there's some, there's a long story, a lot of stories with that, but like, it was not uncommon for drivers to actually fly off of the ramp and, or off the banked, 
oval and fly into trees, burst into flames, and die. Fucking so yeah, if there If there is a theme I can get onto with all of this, that is racing his always... I'm getting off to it. <laughs> racing is incredibly... <laughs> Fuck you. Nailed it! Uh, you know, racing is very dangerous. It's yeah. deadly. It has always been deadly. That's in, that's the nature of the beast. Oh, uh, another one. Senna. Phenomenal documentary. How do you spell that? S-E-N-N-A. Okay. Senna. 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 Uh, what was it about? Uh, it's about the life of Ayrton Senna, mm-hmm. who many consider to be one of, if not the greatest driver of all time. Okay. That is a title uh, very contentious, but it's usually... Be- his name is always in the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tragically killed in 1994 in a race in a car that he did not want to be in. Mm. And so they kind of documented his whole racing career and a little bit of his life and his side life as well. Mm. And it's it really, really tugs the heartstrings a little bit overly biased towards him because it doesn't touch on the fact that a lot of people really didn't like him mm-hmm. in the time. But, you know, who really cares? It's about, you know, your legacy and what you actually did. And he accomplished yeah. a significant amount and he's legendary and he did a lot of good too. So mm-hmm. it, it's a movie that even if you don't really like or care about cars or racing that much, you'll probably be crying at the end of it. It's at yeah. 8.6 on IMDb. Uh, okay, what's I think the critic? I think it won. Uh, 79? That's pretty good. I think it won. Oh, I think it won at Cannes Film, Film Festival. Probably. Something I it's have, like a seventy nine. It's up there for. I've gone away from it, but it won a couple of BAFTAs at least, and yeah, that's yeah, something. I'll, I I would love to watch that. We'll bring Carter in on that one too. Yeah, yeah. that is definitely not a booze and booze. Oh God, no! Yeah, we never do a booze and booze on an actual good movie. By the way, we got to get around to doing that. Yeah, I think we've decided we're we decided on Carter and Tiersy for that one. Um, there's a reason we chose them. Or are we doing fan force? It doesn't matter. Yes. We're not talking about that. Uh, okay, so to the topic for today. Uh, given that this week uh, Ford versus Ferrari is coming out. Yep. Um, for people that don't know, it's a movie about um, there's a Ford F one fifty and a Ferrari car, and they and just, they transform just, into giant robots and fight. Yeah, and and it's slaughter, I'm going to slaughter both of y'all with any other. instrument in this room. And then like and then like the last thirty minutes is just they just line up a whole bunch of Ferrari cars and a whole bunch of Ford cars, and they just drive them into each other. It's like one of those like epic charges from Lord of the Rings, yeah. where there's two armies on both sides, and one of them drives down, and instead of speech, it's just revving its engine, and <laughs> and they charge at each other, and a red sun rises, and oh, it's going to be great. And then at the very end, a Silverado drives in. <laughs> Like, what idiots, and then turns around and drives away. It's like cars. No. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari is... Fuck. What? What is Ford vs. Ferrari about? Where would you like me to start? Oh, uh, wherever you want to start. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God said, let there be light. We just asked the pastor's son to start at the beginning. Okay, so, really... Okay, it is a very big topic. Okay. okay. It is most likely the greatest rivalry event in all of motorsports history okay uh to look at that though you have to look at a couple of key people okay. and a couple of key things number one is the race in question the race is called the 24 hours of le mans okay. it's a race in france le mans france how do you spell that l-e space m-a-n-s le mans Le-Mans. that's why i couldn't find it on IMDb. Le Mans. Were you yeah. right. like freezing like the mont Yep. <laughs> Man, I keep looking up Le Mans, but I keep getting a fucking bar in Norman. Oh, God, a swirl sounds good. Oh. It's fried green beans, too. Um, so Le Mans is, as the name suggests, a 24-hour endurance race. Uh, it is, I think the track itself is about 14 miles long. 
part of its public streets that are closed off. Oh, cool. Um, it is arguably the most, it, it is the most difficult road race that there is. The most difficult race is probably the Dakar, which is several thousands of miles long off-road. Um, there was also a race once from, I think, Beijing to Paris. Jesus fucking Christ. And that was done in like 1905. Whoa. How long did that take? A long time. Not a lot of people finished if you uh Some say there are still people racing it. <laughs> Possibly. There's some guy lost in like uh just rolling like, around Kazakhstan. Going like a like forty foot beard. Like Did you just Bel- say Bulgaria? I meant to say Belgium. <laughs> Bulgaria's what you got in them tight pants, boy. Stop looking at me. But some, okay. Some guy's driving around Belgium trying to find his way back to the street and he's fucking hundred and ten years old. If you're lost in Belgium, you are fucked up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it's, it is an incredibly long race. Uh, there are a lot of weird stories about it. There was one dude who actually won it while completely hammered. Uh, that's a, that's a story all on its own. It's a really great one. Um, many people have died doing it for a long time. It, uh, well, until I think the eighties or nineties, maybe early two thousands, it had something called the Mulzahn Strait. Which was several miles long. You had cars hitting north of 240, sometimes 260 miles an hour, I think, uh-huh. before slamming on the brakes and going right. So, question yeah. that might or might not at all have to do with this. Was the race in Iron Man 2 an actual race, or was that just some... Monaco? Was that, Mon- was that Monaco? Yeah. Um, having a Grand Prix like that, there are still historic Grand Prix that happen, because he's in an older car, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That track is real. That place is real. That race is actually real. Okay, uh, I yeah. I didn't know where it was, and I remember yeah. vaguely Mon- being Mon- like on a street, so I didn't know if that was. Yeah, no, the Monaco Grand Prix is one of the Triple Crown races. Okay, okay. Triple Crown is Le Mans, Indy Five Hundred, and Monaco. So that that race was like a big race. Yeah, yeah. well, is that it... the one that he got into was a historic race that like they'll occasionally have those during Grand Prix weekend as like part gotcha. of the entertainment. Mm. So it's not part. There is no way in hell, or re- even you you cannot be that. There's no one rich enough to just walk into a car right then and there because yeah. actually competing in those cars, it, actually as a driver, is an athletic achievement on its own. Mm-hmm. You have to be a specially trained person. If you were, if any of us walked into an F1 car, we would either not get it off the line, and we would our necks would probably be too sore to even complete a couple of laps yeah. at at speed if we could even manage those laps. Yeah. Is it typical for at the at the Monaco track for the races to be interrupted by a Russian man with large whips? Not Russian, an American man with a terrible <laughs> Russian accent. <laughs> well, it has been interrupted by Russians by crashing. <laughs> uh, so not entirely incorrect. No, uh, good for me. Actually, still five. You're very good. Um, but so yeah, no, Le Mans is uh, it's historic. They've been doing it, I think since 1923. It was only interrupted by World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that that is the race in question. Okay, gotcha. the people you have to worry about or wonder about are Mister Mister Enzo Ferrari himself. Is he the, okay. okay, so who does he? Who's? I don't I'm, know. I'm pulling actually. up the IMDb. Fact check, please. So I will. I'll have this going. Enzo Ferrari is Mister Ferrari. Um, long, harsh, tragic life. Hmm. Um, not if you look at him, he is not exactly the most pleasant or popular man. He is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Of all the cool things he's done, he is a tremendous asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's still the guy. Yeah. And what he was actually able to accomplish in his life is astounding. 
And is he the Ferrari that Ferrari is named after? Or yes. Is he like, okay. He started the company. He started the racing team from several different factors. He only started building road cars actually to fund the racing team. Oh, interesting. He actually had a significant disdain for all of his customer for all of the car <gasps> for all the car customers because he thought they were all posers who didn't actually want to know how to drive or actually do it. That is okay. elitist. He will be played by Remo Girone. Oh. Alright, cool. An actual Italian's playing him. Yeah. He's looks like he's just been mostly in Italian movies and TV shows. Interesting. I believe it. So I take Christian Bale as a... Christian Bale plays Ken Miles. Oh. Yep. Who the fuck plays Okay, so who's Ford? I uh so I'll get to that okay, in yeah, yeah. one second. So the Ford in question for this movie is Mr. Henry Ford the Second. Played by Tracy Letts. AKA, as I've learned recently, and I like this title more. Hank Deuce. Yes. Hank Deuce. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> is somehow an even more unlikable person, human being, and businessman than Mr. Ferrari. Interesting. Uh, and that is that is my the number one thing for this movie is I really hope that they do not glorify it like, you know, oh, this is Ford taking on Ferrari, you know, this is gonna mm. be Yeah, they took down the big guys. Ford spent for the whole project that they used to beat Ferrari, they spent 1966 the $500 million, equivalent to now about $3.9 billion. Jeez. Jesus fuck. They almost bankrupted Ford, the largest manufacturer in the world, to beat Ferrari, a company that I think had less than 100 employees, <laughs> most of which were Italians who would spend more time deciding where to go for lunch than actually building cars. That is hilarious. Golly. Now... Henry Ford II is the grandson of Henry Ford, the guy who invent who started Ford. Right. Why the second? Uh, the numbers are not like in order. You can like so his dad was Henry Ford the third. No, uh, his, <laughs> his dad his dad's name was Edsel. Okay. Henry Ford the first was a psycho and a weirdo and an anti semite actually. Oh yeah, very unpleasant oh, person. Yeah. Massive anti semite. Um, but the idea behind it is Ferrari was a racing team that happened to build road cars. Mm-hmm. And they were doing really, really well. In the early 60s, they were slinging dick like no one's business. Okay? That's a sentence. Um, they were also notorious for, you know, not really caring about the drivers that much. A yeah. lot of them, well, the 50s and 60s were the bloodiest time of motorsport. Mm-hmm. Cars were getting really, really fast. Safety did not catch up. There were guys mm-hmm. who thought wearing a helmet was a coward move. Mm. Whoa. They thought usually everyone's idea was that it's safer to actually get flung from the car in a crash than to actually stay in it. Uh, you cool. usually, usually had gas tanks on either side of you. Good. Metal gas tanks too. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of deaths and danger, but that was part of the sex appeal for it. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. So, Ferrari's doing really well. Henry Ford II wanted to get into racing. American manufacturers in the fifties started to kind of toe into racing chevrolet was really wanting to get into it that's part of the reason the corvette got so big was uh the mastermind behind it zora arkestuntov wanted to make an american car that could actually take on everyone and he was doing a really good job of it Mm -hmm. um oh another character this is matt damon's character mr carol shelby who need for speed that was supposed to be carol shelby's last car he died just before need for speed was released the Mustang. Uh, either way, the hero car. <laughs> the hero car in Need for Speed was supposed to be Carol Shelby's last car. Gotcha. 
Uh, Carol Shelby it was a failed chicken farmer turned uh, arguably one of the coolest dudes in all of car history. Okay, uh, that feels like a, a high his, praise right there. His tagline, like his introduction in commercials or whatever was, my name's Carol Shelby and performance is my business. Hmm. I like it. Cool, right, cool fucking dude. <laughs> um, and he was basically, he he made his own car company, Shelby America, that became sort of the American equivalent of Ferrari. Hmm. Okay. So. That's still around? Yes, no. Okay. Yes and no. Um. Can you spark notes that answer? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's owned by Ford now. It's okay. just like their All sort right. of performance tagline. Gotcha. It's like they still make a Shelby Mustang. Gotcha. Mm. So. Okay. Uh, I spark notes. Yeah. That's a quick. Uh, so the movie starts with the legendary story of Ford wanted to get into racing and they didn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Massive car company, no performance division. No performance cars either. The Mustang was still a couple of years away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then, that was actually intended to be more of a style piece than an mm-hmm. actual performance car. Right. Mm-hmm. And so their idea was, you know what? Let's just buy a team. Or a, basically, let's buy a company. It's a smart, it's a smart move because then you have all the infrastructure. You have all the people ready to go. You have experienced workers. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Ford said... You know, Ferrari, they're actually, they're really good, but they're struggling horribly financially. Because <laughs> as, as cool as they were and as gorgeous of cars they made, they, it's an Italian company in the 60s making vehicles. Not profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go in to buy it, and they are really actually close to making a deal. Enzo Ferrari was on board with it. His only concern was, you can buy the company, you can add everything with it. All I want to do, though, is race. I want to still be in charge of the racing team. I want to be a part of all of that. I want to do that. If you can give me a budget for that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And I just want to do that. And Ford said for the longest time, like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Until the day of the signing, you know, you had a, a, all of this big boardroom in Ferrari's factory of all these Ford suits or whatever. And then you had Enzo Ferrari and his personal lawyer from his small town. Mm-hmm. And outside of them, you had all these Ford engineers walking around with like tape measures and billboard and like charts and everything, like mm-hmm. marking down what's already in the factory and measuring like what to do. And Enzo had already read through all of the contract. And in there, they the story, these two stories are conflicted. One of them is either he would still be in charge of it, however, the budget to actually run the team was so minuscule there was no way in hell he could actually do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one was he was just excluded entirely. Hmm. And to make him unhappy. Right. He had this very famous purple pen, which he, from, I think he actually just like wrote a big ass X on the contract and said no and walked out. Hmm. Or he screamed a lot. No, 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 no. Tore it up, walked out. Either way, they, they didn't, they didn't sign anything. Yeah. I don't think Henry Ford II was actually there. When that poor bastard who had to call him with oh. that bad news said that uh, basically Ford put out the contract of beat him at whatever it costs. I want to scorch the earth. Well, yeah, you know what they yeah. say. If you can't join him, beat him. Yeah. Yep, that's the phrase. And so that's where the story begins is Ford decides, all right, we're going to build our own racing team. From Christian Bale. Christian Bale? We'll get to Is it. Ken okay. Miles. So Ford starts dumping in all kinds of money into this, but they don't since they've never been 
a uh, racing the second team. Second time I asked that question. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's a that's a pretty important thing to wonder about is who is who is you know this legendary actor that we all know and love. Because I just the only thing I've is seen he... in the movie is like when he like is arguing yelling at somebody and then Matt Damon's like hey hang on a second and then yeah. he runs up to his trunk and just starts beating with a fucking wrench. Christian yeah. Charles Philip Bale was born in Pembrokeshire, Wales, UK, on January thirtieth, nineteen seventy four, to English parents Jennifer, Jenny, James, and David Bale. His mother was a circus performer, and his father, who was born in South Africa, was a commercial pilot. That's who Christian Bale is. I prefer Jennifer Jenny James. That's a fun one. Jenny James. <laughs> what kind of Stanley-ass name is that? <laughs> uh, but, so Ford starts with this project, and they're like, yeah, we're going to beat him or whatever. And they start designing this really cool project. They have a lot of fanfare behind it, too. And they go to Le Mans. They mm-hmm. take it there, and they, okay, by the way, this car is also built... It is unstable. It is a death trap by 60s race car standards. It is unreliable. They go to they go to Le Mans and they get fucked. None of their cars finish. They're Whoa. either crashed or on fire. And the test cars that they had, which also they gave them only like a couple of months to actually do this. Mm-hmm. So you as an engineer and you as an economist know, mm-hmm. if you have someone to build an entire race team and design an actual running racing car that's meant to run for 24 hours straight at top speed, a year's not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially whenever two months before the actual race, all of the cars were crashed in testing. Oof. It's not a good sign. No. So... After that whole fiasco, uh, enter Carol Shelby, who, as I mentioned before, basically had the Ferrari version of, or the American version of Ferrari. Mm-hmm. They were based the in... Ferrari version of America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's on fire, so it's California. Uh, <laughs> he had a very small factory in uh, Venice Beach, L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically a whole bunch of dudes just hot riding it out. They had like two hangars, basically, where they built all the cars, and it was known for... Once they finished building a car, you took it outside of there, and they would just lay rubber right there, just straight burning out. It was his like amazing, cool place. Ford came in, and said, "We know what you do, what you do. Help us." Carroll Shelby had a personal vendetta against Enzo Ferrari because some of Ferrari's decisions ended up actually killing one of his best friends mm. in a race. Oh, so there's already some bad blood there. So he was like, "All right, I'll do that." And he enlisted Ken Miles as one of his main drivers and testing people. Uh, Carol Shelby's men and the Ford men really did not get along. They, the, uh, all the Ford engineers and execs thought all of Shelby's guys were hicks who didn't know what the hell they were doing and talking about. And all of Shelby's guys thought kind of the exact like the reverse of that, which they're, oh, y'all are just stuck up pricks. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You you look at paper. We look at the actual car. Yeah. Yeah. We understand engineering technology. Y'all are some assholes with some wrenches. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, that's where tensions really arise. For Henry Ford II is an asshole because of the, exactly how much pressure he put on them. He was known for having business cards made of that just said you better win or else and just passed them out to the workers. Uh, there are reports of the Shelby America workers, uh, having to take amphetamines to actually work through nights. Fucking hell. And right. they, they turned around a lot of stuff on the car in the first year, I think 64, 65. 
and 64. It's definitely 64. And they go in there. They're like, okay, this is still not ready to do this or not. And they go in and they fail again. Take another year. Ford's dumping in even more money. At this point, Ford is innovating stuff like actually using computers Hmm. to sense stuff. They're using aerodynamics like no one's. The big thing for Ford in this is, or the big, I'll get to that actually later. Screw it. Um, I'm organized. I like that, like, I'm organized with this, aren't I? Decision making right there. <laughs> That's how my brain works. Just boop, 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 boop. And please interrupt me for questions if you want. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so he's they're they're going for all this and they fail again and again and again. And there's just all kinds of stuff. Like they're they're slowly but surely building a car that actually is supposed to be working, but there's all kinds of stuff still of like. This car is drastically unstable in a lot of ways. And it was mm-hmm. Shelby's team that was like, oh, wow, we're basically losing the equivalent of almost 100 horsepower because of aerodynamic woes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this transmission is made of glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all kinds of stuff. And you had a whole bunch of four people like, oh, I can test drive. There was one test driver who some bonehead who actually just owned a dealership that Ford was like, yeah, you know what? You can go test drive our new top secret, you know, kind of race car. <laughs> and he ended up, guess what? Dying. Crashing it twice. Oh, I good. think he was killed in the second one. Aha, I don't know. That. It feels like comeuppance or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the, yeah, they lose, they lose third year. Ferrari comes out with a new race car. Cause they're like, okay, Ford's going to probably come at us even more like with something else. Mm hmm. And in 65, both Ford and Ferrari don't finish. <laughs> uh, they're actually beaten by a Ferrari customer car mm. owned by owned and driven by one of Carol Shelby's friends who was like, yeah, I'm just kind of here to have fun. Guess what? <laughs> Ended up winning it all. Jesus uh, <laughs> that was just a... And each year, by the way, so normally for a Le Mans team, you're going to bring at the most three cars, maybe. Uh-huh. Ford was bringing in... They started off, I think, with two or three. Then they brought six, and then by the end of it all, they were bringing eight. And they decided also, you know what, let's make this even more competitive. Let's split the teams in half. So you had the Carroll Shelby GTs, and by the way, yeah, the car they're building is called the Ford GT, the GT40. It's 40 inches tall, hence the 40. Okay. Um, I I forgot who was running the other team, uh, but... That sparked a lot of contention. Mm -hmm. They were, it was down to like even a both of them were running different tires and different drivers and they really didn't all get along that well. And I'm trying to think. Yeah. And so they just kind of kept conflicting and yes, their solutions of handling different issues too were like Ford was like, let's try and build a wind tunnel and exactly figure out kind of what's, what the aerodynamic woes was. Carol Shelby was okay. Let's get a whole bunch of yarn and a fuckload of tape. And let's tape all this yarn in direct patterns all along the side of the car. Drive it at like 40 miles an hour with the car next to it and take pictures and see how the air is actually flowing Uh, through. Okay. Kind of. Which one worked? Take a wild guess. Air tunnel? The yarn. The yarn worked? The yarn worked more. Oh, the air tunnel would work if they had like today's technology. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever it's a bunch of schmucks with like super, super pen, like. Like hair parted like the Red Seas <laughs> suits kind of thing. It's not gonna. And yeah. Carol Shelby also like started throwing it. Let's throw more power at this thing. And, 
Uh, it was a car at, at one point or another. It was a car capable of ripping a burnout at 170 miles an hour. Hmm. Whoa! You had guys going over 200, I think over 230 miles an hour in the 60s. That's fast. Yeah. And deadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the car still a bit of a death trap at this point? I mean, race cars are are <laughs> stopped being true death traps. I think in this century. Okay. Like 2000. 16. I'd say roughly mid nineties is whenever they started getting actually safe. Okay, so last century, and even then people still die within the century. Yeah. Within yeah. within a century, because this yeah. century is two thousand. Settle down. <laughs> Listen, twenty first and a one half century. Uh, okay, so inter- everyone's being an asshole. Yeah, things are really just kind of like they're pushed to the limits. They're all tired. I think people actually got divorced because of this. Henry Ford II, to hammer home how much of a douche he was, he divorced his wife and married his Italian mistress to show that he was cool and hip and kind of an energetic guy, and Ford was with the youth kind of thing. What they were dick. edgy. Yeah. Uh, his also, most of his engineers were like really, really just schmucks yeah. all along. Um, Enter 1966. So Ken Miles okay. has been... Carol Shelby's, it's been he's been his goomba, like his guy, like right there the whole time, working together. Ken Miles is also pretty much an engineer for him. Like, mm-hmm. if you're, the, the key was to have a driver engineer, someone who understood what to do and how to drive. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was really fucking fast, really fucking fast driver, really good. And cue the 1966 running of them all. Ferrari was having some issues. They were still trying to hammer things up. They were still really fast. Ford was coming in force. They had, I think, eight cars. Wow. If you can't beat them in terms of speed, beat them with numbers. I guess. It's part of the philosophy. <laughs> Just, like, post up four of them in the middle of the track and then have uh, the other four, like, drive and then stop everyone in the tracks. And they can't beat you if they can't get past well, you. Well, there's something kind of interesting, somewhat kind of related to that. Uh, Lamont used to be you can't do this anymore started with all of the drivers standing on one side of the pit and all the cars on the other uh, huh and the Lamont start was gunshot all the drivers the run to the cars start them and go good lord huh okay so like if you have like a fast starting car you have like a couple seconds ahead of everybody potentially Which i guess at the beginning if you're also a fast person and you can get inside of these cars buckle yourself in and then go yeah yeah like, that's part of the athletic advantage of, yeah. of them all start. You can't really do that now just because you usually have, like, a six-point harness. Yeah. Right. And you are in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't make for thrilling television. A bunch of guys, they sprint across, and then they're sitting there trying to buckle themselves the in for three for minutes. Like a minute before <laughs> Especially now because I think you have four different classes of cars in Le Mans. Mm. And they're entirely different. I mean, if that was a thing, that could lead to some really interesting innovations on, uh, like, uh, harness technology. It could be like it, like it does it itself. Where like they like, all laugh separately. Uh, I'm sure that would create uh, some interesting incentives. Automotive seatbelts were actually or automatic seatbelts were actually a thing in the 80s and 90s. They would like open up with the door, and then whenever it closed, it would come down. Oh, oh, so it's like attached to the door. So you like get oh, I kind of it's like that wallet that like I it, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like got the elastic on it, and if you pulled it one way, then. Like, if you, like, open it, and you put the dollar in, and you close it, and then you open it the other way, it, like, 
sticks the dollar bill within some of the elastic. It's really interesting how it works. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, it can't can't really happen now. Uh, uh, you you, you do have very quick release harnesses because drivers have to change outs for the Le Mans race. Also, if they're mm-hmm. about to die in a fire, they can go. No, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> and also it has to be able to like hold them in place yeah. in in you know 50 g's of an impact or something. Yeah. So Ford was doing really well. Uh, they qualified really well. They're going. Can Miles Car? It any by the way, each car has like two or three drivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because there's. You, can, you can't you, do it for 24 hours straight. You used to be able to. Yeah. And even then, that was pushing it. And once cars started getting faster and harder to drive, it, you would get you still get wiped out by yeah. it. Um, yep. His car, I think, stalled at the beginning of the race. And so he was pretty much starting dead last. Yeah. And just and ended up, like, all of them started just caning it. I think Ferrari's cars started breaking. A couple of Fords broke as well. This really sounds like the pod race from episode one. Yeah. Their hero starts off and he stalls out and then everything ahead of him starts breaking down. Anakin's pod racer actually has the sound of a 1990s Formula One car. Huh. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Because I told you that. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> now you know that. You jerk. <laughs> but, uh, I'm a better friend than you. <laughs> and here comes a little bit more of Henry Get Ford's. fucking hat now that you threw it across that room. Matt's bent over now. Oh, God, what are you doing? No. <sighs> no. Uncomfy. I'm divorce. Uncomfy. Uh, All right. And here's where part of where I'm going to get a little philosophical with this movie. Okay. And that I really hope that they kind of tack onto this. At the end of the race, it was basically Ken Miles was way out in front. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other two Fords were right behind him. So it was a one, two, three Ford finish. Mm-hmm. Henry Ford said, you know what? We've worked so hard for this. I want all three cars to come in abreast, three abreast, and mm-hmm. come across the finish line at the same time. Okay? Because mm-hmm. he wanted it to be a true showing of Ford yeah. power and all that. Mm-hmm. And Ken Miles was livid about that because, okay, I started, I had to pretty much start like really far back, worked my way up to the front. And I'm winning now, and you're going to make me slow down so everyone else can come up here. Yeah. And he had to, because otherwise it was his ass kind of thing. It yeah. was like, that was his job. It was his security. He, he and all three of them ended up, it was a re- it's a really cool shot mm-hmm. of all three cars coming in across the finish line. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. Is there, is there actually pictures of that online? Yeah. I want to find that. Go for it. However, here's where it gets a little spicy. Or more just heart crushing um because he's because all three of them finished at the same time that you can't have three different cars finishing first place okay yeah so So. even though he was because of him it, it ended up being like they were all waiting for the results to be announced so they can go on the podium even though he had basically won the race because his car stalled and because he had to start so far back, he ended up, I think, finished, they classified him as second or third. Oh. All, and uh, Bruce McLaren and Chris Amon ended up winning the race. Because, oh, even though fuck. Even though they finished all three at the exact same time and Ken Miles was the dude in first. And I think yeah. they were... I think at the end, he, like, let off or someone let off or something like that. Gotcha. But... 
because of that, because of Henry Ford's ego, someone who worked his entire, like, all, like, so, so hard and put his blood, sweat, and tears into it, mm-hmm. ended up losing because yeah. of that. Yeah. And it was, like, Carol Shelby, like, all of them were happy that they won. His, I think his exact quote was, after the race, I got drunker and shit. <laughs> and they went ball out. I would. But mm-hmm. Ken Miles was obviously, and Carol Shelby, too, was obviously less pleased. And after the race, uh, Henry Ford had this big-ass speech about, this is true American power. We're going to dominate motorsports from here on out. And, you know, this is, you know, this is Ford, 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 Ford. Not mentioning any of the actual people behind it. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he mentioned his one executive friend, who was just this giant slime ball. Would that be Lee Iacocca? Lee Iacocca was one of them. He's in the movies. Played yeah. by John Bernthal, so I presume he's going to oh! play a major role. He's Jesus uh, Leah Coca is actually the uh, guy who developed the Mustang. Or okay, he pushed for it. Uh, John Bernthal. Um, but uh, and this is probably where the movie will stop. Mm-hmm. What you need to learn after this, though, is so Ken Miles, the guy, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. After this, Ford had already started developing the next GT40. They called it the J Car. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they said, Ken, we want you to test drive this. And he was like, all right, fine, whatever. Uh, the race is in June. This was in August. Ken Miles was killed test driving this car. It was oh. it was incredibly, it was a horribly flawed car. Like, it had so many problems. And because they didn't run it through Carroll Shelby or any of the other, like, true mm-hmm. racing engineers, he knew this thing was a death trap. Yeah. Oh, and to drive it home even further... His son was in the grandstands, and he heard the engine off in the distance, going, going, going. Stop. Fuck. So he, his son had to hear his son, his dad die because Ford wanted to continue domination. And I don't know. I really hope the movie does actually include that and does Go it. I'll, I'll get onto that in a second. But I feel like it's going to. It should. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, Ferrari pretty much pulled out of the mall. They were like, we literally cannot compete with y'all's budget. Yeah. We're just going to stick to Formula One. Uh-huh. All right. Which they did, and they did. Since then, they're, they're still the most successful manufacturer in Formula One. Mm-hmm. They're the oldest. They're the only only current team that was there actually at the beginning. Okay. Um, when, did the, when did Formula One start? Technically, Formula One, as we know, it started in, I think, 1950. Okay, so that's like it was like a relatively new thing at that point. Right, Grand Prix racing had already happened; it's already been a thing. Mm-hmm. But the Formula One is a governing body, regulations, and series of races in a championship started in 1950. Gotcha. Um, the next, I think Ford won for the next three years in a row, three mm-hmm. or four years, and f- until they won, Ferrari had won five years in a row. A Ferrari car had won five years in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they def and what Ford definitely remember the one year that neither of them finished right, but it was still a Ferrari car. Oh, the car itself was a Ferrari. It was Ferrari's oh, customer that's right. car. Yeah, 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 you're right. Right. Um, I think Luigi Giannetti was his name, if I remember correctly. Um, it's a forklift. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the the namesake. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be that'd be hella deep dive, uh, but. You know, I think Ford won for the next three years. What Ford does not like saying, you know, they, they love glorifying the fact that they won Le Mans like that, you know, yeah. overall victories. What they don't talk about is I think they either pulled out, like, after three years, because like, oh, the competition's gone. I think that was it. 
what they don't really like talking about is shortly thereafter, Porsche finally found their footwork, you know, as a company from Germany that mm-hmm. was building up from literal ashes. Uh, Porsche then continued to long dick Le Mans through the 90s. Oh, wow. And then they came back in 2015, I think. And then they won three years in a row. And they're like, eh, we're just going to pull out now. And so, yeah, Porsche is like the endurance and sports car racing gods. Mm. Pretty much like starting right after them. Mm -hmm. So like Ford ended Ferrari's reign. And then Ford's glory was truly overcast then by Porsche going, we are actually the kings. (laughs) Move move the fuck over. Um, So what I really hope that this movie does is there's no way in hell they can go oh yeah, this is a whole bunch of American bad boys who are starting from nothing going in and whooping the establishment. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Ferrari's the actual team of badasses trying to defeat the establishment and trying to do their own thing. Right. Ford, like I said, spent nearly $4 billion <laughs> developing a car. <laughs> Think about it. They had to spend $4 billion to beat a bunch of dudes from Italy. Mm-hmm. And there's no way they can, and also, and the amount of shady stuff. There, there are other podcast series that went on at like I think they made four episodes. Yeah, of... promote other podcasts on our podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. Well, well, maybe they'll cross promote. Yeah. Well, I didn't name drop them. Um, no name drop them. People are interested. Like uh, yeah. donut donut media, the donut past media. gas podcast. It's about cars, not about farts. People have better names than we do. <laughs> I like our name. I like. Our I think name. it's a good name. One. I've told it to a couple people, and they're like, "Oh, I like that." Yeah. Well, they have no actual good sense of humor, so it's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they need to. They need to truly like if the racing is good and the film cinematography is excellent. Mm-hmm. I will give it a lot of passes. Yep. But if it truly glances over the fact that Ford is are actually truly the bad guys in this, that's. I am. They need to kind re- of. They. I know that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, I'm cynical I'm about concerned. the way Hollywood works. They're probably going to make the Italians the bad guy and have the triumphant win at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. That being said, it is James Mangold directing, so maybe he'll highlight Logan. Them. Oh yes. So there's a. I mean, there's there's a decent ambiguity. Yeah. He might be. He might be the right guy for this. Because like it's it's one thing if you make them the bad guys, if you make Ford the bad guys, and then you have miles of death at the end there's like this kind of like oh i mean he didn't deserve that even though he's a bad guy he didn't deserve that but then you could also like have them be the good guys and then he dies at the end and you're like well that was a fucking depressing end well yeah. no it, i'll i'll get into the more uh, more of the ambigu- ambiguity here it's a big word uh <laughs> so ferrari ford yeah ferrari trying to make a living you know just trying to go for the passion of racing mm-hmm. ford just wanted to spite them yeah right carol shelby and all of them who worked under Ford are just like Ferrari. They wanted to just race and win. Yeah. They right. wanted to have a good time and they ended up getting Ford's budget and yeah. resources. So they're they're leveraging a, a badly motivated Ford to Right. For their And Carol Shelby is truly a good guy. Like okay. a little bit of a dick, but yeah. also just a, a absolute madman. He just wanted to have a good time and go racing, just yeah. like Ferrari wanted yeah. to have a good time and I go respect racing. That. And kind of the irony is Ford wanted to give Ferrari, you know, a minuscule budget and ended up spending, I think, I think they paid people that amount of money. Yeah. And yeah, 
Uh, so. So that's the story of Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. That, that section of the story of Ford right. versus Ferrari. So how would you how would you write the ending um, such that it includes Ken Miles' death but sell, tells a satisfying end to the story? I would definitely it, – it would have to start with sort of Miles' triumphant sort of like he's getting there. Like that's like the peak. That is the climax of mm-hmm. – That's like act three. Yeah, like he is – He's about to win this fucking race. The great, arguably the greatest race in the world from almost absolute tragedy in the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see that. I would personally write it as, as he gets up there, just cut. I want to have that sort of jaw dropping. Like, okay, Ford, we already knew Ford was doing some shady shit. And then this is them getting just like sort of puffing up their chest and going exposure of bad guy on that because mm-hmm. it's like they're they're fucking him over yeah and it's very blatant and i want to see that and then kind of i guess maybe like him returning home and then i they need they have to acknowledge the fact that he was killed testing ford's terrible terrible next car yeah in order to continue their domination so i'd probably end it either like him going home or ford's speech or something or like shortly thereafter okay kind of thing okay right? Cool. All right. That yeah. does. Now I understand why they're making a movie about it. Yeah, that's a heck of a story. <laughs> yeah, and there, there. I mean, there are other, a ton of other racing movies. There's a lot of potential for them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Steve McQueen's movie Le Mans mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. he's actually driving a Porsche, ah. in it, the Porsche 917, ah. which I've seen one. They're a lot smaller than you think. Mm-hmm. They're also incredibly dangerous and fast. Um, the best cars always are. One variant of said car was, I think. I think they said capable of going from 30 miles an hour to 130 miles an hour in a, under two seconds. Fucking shit. That's wow. A, just, hang uh, on, I'm trying to think ah. of, so that's 100, 100 miles, three seconds. You said under, three, under two seconds. Under two, so let's just say two seconds. I think, I think it was like, like 2.3. 2. 50 miles per second squared, essentially because that's an yep. acceleration over one second, which... It's, uh, is, it's what's, more what's gravity? than gravity is 10 gravity's uh 32 feet per 32 second, feet per second. Per second. i'm not doing that math in my head that's a lot of g's <laughs> and even better it's open cockpit there's no windshield so your face ends up like you have a helmet on but even then <laughs> it's fucking hopefully yeah and you're also still surrounded by your gas tanks and you're literally going faster than you would be if you're dropping from an airplane yeah, yeah. they're they're nearly undrivable you would tear your face off yeah you would yep. actually tear your face off via your eyelids mm-hmm. that is a oh i just visualize that you can't visualize that because your eyes are going out <laughs> <laughs> but cars are fucking crazy yeah That's for sure and they're like i said there are tons of other movies that you know could be made or stories yeah. that could be told about there's a lot of triumph. There's a lot of bloodshed. There's... And I think this one works especially well enough because, like, there is kind of a concrete beginning and a concrete end. Yes. Like, it kind of basically starts with that contract of, like, mm. hey, I kind of want to do this. You can throw, you can do yeah. throwaway lines for like, ten minutes and get that established quick. That mm-hmm. contract scene, that, that will have to be the first scene. Yeah, that's going to mm-hmm. be, like, I mean, like, there's going to be, the first scene's going to be, like, maybe if them talking possibly and then a contract the contract scene because yeah. like, you have to understand what the contract is mm-hmm. yeah um, but... you could you could honestly do the lead up in just like a over screen paragraph of text yeah. 
You could probably do it in three or lines. Or you just open it. You could fucking do throwaway lines. You could open it up and you could do some fuck you goddess. I, or fuck we goddess. I, I kind of imagine it's going to be like a black screen and then all you hear is swearing in Italian and paper shuffling and people that's yelling. That's kind of how I'm that, That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, you know, date and time, place, begin. You know, and then, really like, funny. the first actual dialogue could be the phone call where the some poor guy has to explain <laughs> oh, what went great. wrong. Uh, I, I like that. See, I'd love to see, like, so you, so it, oh, it, you hear Italian screaming, you hear papers tearing and stuff like that, and then, like, it cuts to him, like, doing, like, it, it like, it's a, it's a J cut? No. L cut. Fuck, I never remember which one's which. We need audio, every... audio happens first, uh-huh. and then it cuts, it, it, it the, uh, the, actual screen comes on and he's doing it and then it cuts to him and then he uses the, the purple pen and just marks the x like he's thinking of doing that mm-hmm. kind of combining those two stories into one where he's like i want to do this but he just does the x because i feel like that's a bit more like almost dramatic yeah like the subtlety of it is dramatic mm-hmm. where he just draws the x across and it's like one of those things of because really and truly like this is a deep car person story mm-hmm. that's going to be told to mass audiences yeah and it has to be palatable enough for mass audiences, but with something like this, with characters as famous and as legendary as this, you know, small details like he has that purple pen. Yeah. Like, that'll be a nod to the people who actually understand it. To everyone else, it's going to be like, that's kind of cool. Or, you know, yeah. right. d- dramatic scene, thing, whatever. So it, that's a way you can easily balance the, you know, true enthusiasts and fucking normies yeah <laughs> casuals but fuck the filthy casuals yeah yeah i hate filthy casuals and i think people know what my difference is casuals are people that are like oh i enjoy like comics a little bit and i'm just like hey what's your favorite character and you're like batman because he's cool or superman because he's really powerful and i'm like all right you're casual but then they're like i know more about comics than you and i'm like fucking shut up and then they don't. I know Riddler's real name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Brendan. My pleasure. That was awesome. Yeah, I like I like stories. Look at like actual well researched. Someone actually knows about the topic. No we talk this history. Was, this is also still the very 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 abridged version. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is there are books written on it. I think one of them is uh, it's called Go Like Hell. Okay. Go like hell. Yeah. Go like hell. Story of hell. Uh, I heard they're making a two and a half hour movie on the story. Um, no one fucking asked. Directed by James Mangold, actually. Shut who up. did Wolverine and Logan. <laughs> 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 I think they're getting some pretty big name actors, like uh, Christian Bale's in it, and uh, John Baron Berenstein. Yes, the John Berenstein. that's the one. Uh, what a uh, bear of a man. Uh, Matt Damien. No, it's uh, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, uh, well, hold on. I, I'm going to fact check myself real quick for the end. He's doing a he's okay. doing Preston's Preston's correction erection section, but it's Brendan's appendin. Uh, Brendan's appendin. The uh, uh, engine. Um, uh, <laughs> segment. Uh, Brendan appends an engine addendum. Sure, let's go with that. Cool. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> He's still typing. So, uh, you know Matt, what? how much it. do you know about cars? They go vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was wrong about how many years Ford won. They won through 66, 7, 8, and 9. Okay. Four years. Yeah, four years. 
And Four years. Think... You were one year off. Jesus Christ! I've gotten shit so blatantly well, wrong I, with these. Well, because that that well, and that because that would bridge you know, like when Porsche comes in and starts winning. Like, were they knocked out because nice. Porsche started screwing them, or did they stop because they were bored? Nice. And that's going to be a nice. Or did they stop because they, they were they Ford. pulled out in '69? Nice. Right as Porsche started screwing them. Nice. Shall we? We shall. Shall we? No, no, that's him. You didn't know. <laughs> nope. You have to do the extra exit uh, yeah, sequence do now. I don't know the exit sequence. Make something up. <laughs> I'm just the bearded schmuck who's kept in the garage closet until the cars are needed. <laughs> He's got a beard. I'm also a schmuck. Yeah, yeah, and you're also in the closet. He's red beard. Oh, I'm black. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Anna, shall we? We shout. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Big special thanks to Brendan for being here and uh, telling us things we didn't know. Anytime. We don't know many things, so we're glad that you're able to come in here and clear some stuff up. I understand four things in life. Okay. Cars, music, food, and booze. All right. That's a good four things. That's a very Those good four things. all the four things you need to know. All right. Well, I feel I personally feel very enlightened. I went from like, you know, this looks like it could be a pretty good movie. I like James Mingold to I'm really interested and I feel like I'm invested in how outside. they how they tell the story. They better leave my car alone. Oh, they are down there. They're running around with fucking tennis rackets and tennis balls. I'm not even kidding. And bikes. Amen. I can feel Brendan's, like, ass just clenching right now. Oh, it's <laughs> not my ass clenching. That's my homicidal instinct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean and Spotify. I'm just, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. I can just riff that off. That's, yeah. That's impressive. Uh, and you added Spotify to the riffing. Exactly. Off. This is good. Um... We're on Facebook, as I mentioned at the top of the show. We always post links to our episodes there, and I used to post movie reviews there when I watched movies. Although I'm thinking, I'm thinking I might go see this one, and so maybe, maybe I'll write a review just to, you know, yeah, talk about it, and I can, I can use my get some Brendan quotes for it. Exactly, I'll, I'll interview Brendan and include some quotes. Nice. Noted car expert Brendan Somerville. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, you are so officially our... the Justice League or just Justice League, Ooh, just as losers car expert. All right, sorry, Carter. Carter can be the, I don't know. If you want to talk about Jeeps or most Volkswagens, Carter is the guy to go to. All right. He's now the Jeep and Volkswagen. (laughs) Actually, just stick, say Mopar and Jeep. Sorry, Mopar and Volkswagen. All right. Okay. We're also on Twitter, at Justice Losers Pod. We have an Instagram where we posted a picture of Brendan being all sexy. That's uh, also at Justice Losers Pod. I think I'm really not clear on how Instagram works. It's something with pictures. Um, and Russians. And Russians. Mostly Russian pictures. Uh, we're also at Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any sort of interesting thoughts, you want to add something you'd like to see in the Ford versus Ferrari movie, uh, if you have some car-related questions that we need to get Brendan back on for a second appearance, absolutely hit us up. The extended thoughts are welcome. Justusloserspod at gmail.com. If you can somehow connect a Bionicle theory to Ford versus Ferrari, we will love How you forever. It was It was good. It was a good one. Uh, if you can if you can explain how Ford's pumping a bunch of money into trying to dominate the Le Mans race in the sixties was Le Mans. Le Mans. You don't hear the end. Nicolas. Le Mans. Le Mans Nicolas. 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 
If you can somehow explain how that eventually led to the rise of Bionicle as a popular children's toy, please do. JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com. We would love to hear that theory. Uh, Actually, you know what I kind of want to do from now on? What? I want to introduce a, a challenge at the end of every week. Okay. It's the Wikipedia challenge. Uh-huh. So we give them a page. So start from Ferrari, the Wikipedia page of Ferrari, and tell us your link channel, link series to get to the Bionicle Wikipedia page. I bet you can do it in two. Bet you can do it. Okay, let's see it. That is a bold statement. And sir. then, like, we'll just like we'll say if anyone who does it, and then if we get popular enough, multiple people will do it. We'll say who did the best one. That'll be a fun little se- segment All right. at the beginning. Okay. So hold on. Wait. 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 Hold on. Hold on. You have to specify something here. There are two different Ferraris. Actually, it's multiple. Is there different two ones. different Ferrari Wikipedia pages? Yes. Okay. The. Do you want? There is the racing team. There is the car company. Car company. Okay. Say car company. So Ferrari, 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 car company. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. If you can, if you can come up with a great pl- way to play the Wikipedia game, get from Ferrari, the car company, to Bionicle, to Bionicle the, the, car, the, the kid toy, the kid, the child's toy. Are you going to give them a limit on clicks? Nah. No. I just I, the best one. I want to see. Uh, the best one points will be awarded for efficiency points will be awarded for creativity yep. and interesting, interesting choices of links. Um, so I think that's all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode. Uh, thanks again to Brendan for joining us. Hope we yeah, can have you back yeah. sometime, maybe for an episode about Assassin's Creed. Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. That, that could be real fun. Maybe we can have a podcast about food and drinks. And actually talk about food and drink while eating. We are food. going to have an actual podcast about beer at some point. Yes. Because well, beer is pop culture and I know a lot about it. You can bring me on about whiskey or wine. And we can also cook while doing it too. I thought soda was pop culture. Get out. Get the fuck out. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Say what? Say bye. I already said bye. Yeah, you gotta say it part of this. Fine. Bye. <laughs>